4: Good afternoon and welcome to the Marketplace. Coming up, economist Professor Peter Quote criticizes Ghana's procurement system, saying it has promoted corruption.
5: I think our procurement processes are not helping us. We are encouraging or centralizing corruption. We are helping others to benefit, rent seekers to benefit from the system.
6: Also
4: this afternoon, the National Pensions Regulatory Authority rolls out a new supervisory model to safeguard contributions of workers.
7: As regulators, we have developed a new technology which we call the risk-based supervision. That is also helping us in real time to see what the risks are in the industry.
4: And Ghana Stock Exchange places ninth in dollar terms among 15 stock markets in Africa ending September this year. My name is Faustina, so thanks for choosing us. Let's settle down for details. Economist Professor Peter Korte has criticised Ghana's procurement system, saying it is promoting corruption. According to him, the country's procurement system needs to be checked and reviewed to ensure value for money and accountability of government expenditure. Here's more.
8: Procurements for most government projects are conducted by the Public Procurement Authority as the state agency mandated to grant approvals before any transaction. Many have questioned the relevance of this process after it emerged that some of these procurements are overpriced after auditing. According to the director of ESA, Professor Peter Corte, this is also a contributory factor to the overspending in the
5: economy. We still some of the Um, some of the expenditures that that we see uh, they are not value for money spending Mm -hmm. the procurement process itself if you look at the cost of a particular procurement and you should go to the markets to buy the, the gap, the disparity is just too huge to justify such or run such an expenditure I think our procurement processes are not helping us we are encouraging or centralizing corruption We are helping others to benefit, rent seekers, to benefit from the system. Procurement has to be dealt with. He therefore
8: called for a tracking system to ensure that every procurement is done
5: according to its intended purpose. Then, As well as ensuring value for money spending in all the areas. Expenditure tracking itself is important that you track from the point you release the funds up to the... And beneficiary to see that yes, the money is trickling down to the intended people. I think we don't do a lot of that. Uh, We wait and do post audit. Um, That is not the way to go. You also track the spending.
8: Meanwhile, the government fiscal deficit for this year is expected to go down.
4: While the National Pensions Regulatory Authority has rolled out a new supervisory model that is expected to help safeguard contributions of workers and protect the sector from shocks, this move has been influenced by the impact of the debt exchange program on the sector. Hifora Takrofi is chief executive of the National Pensions Regulatory Authority. He's been speaking to my colleague, George Riafi.
7: As regulators, you you have to be on top of your game, you know, in terms of how you regulate and, 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 and monitor the, the you know, industry. Of course, we use technology, we use some kind of, a, uh, I would say, sometimes more association, especially in circumstances where uh, you have to put in some regulatory forbearance to ensure that the you don't leave your industry too far behind you carry them along with you and you bring in innovations and a whole lot of uh Technology, that can also help your industry to keep alongside with you. Yeah, so as, as regulators, we're doing the best that we can under the circumstances, but you cannot rest on your oars because naturally as the industry grows up, there will be institutions which will avoid, there will be institutions which will lag behind, there will be institutions which will be doing the right thing. So you always have to keep up with it. And that's why I would say as regulators, we have developed a new technology which we call the risk based supervision that is also helping us in real time to see what the risks are in the industry and then to see how we can mitigate them and where we cannot mitigate and i say the residual risk we use inspections and sometimes even penalties and other forms of sanctions to bring everybody up to speed
3: again going
8: forward again what has been the level of engagement with government to ensure that as time goes on we reduce the time lag for meeting
9: these contributions to the scheme when it comes to tier one and tier two the engagement is regular
7: we go to the ministry of finance we go to the controller and, 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 and have discussions, especially when we have complaints from the public sector schemes. That And, and here, talking about the public sector schemes, we're talking SNIT here. We're also talking about, the, for example, the teacher scheme, the civil servant scheme, the, the doctors and nurses scheme, the judicial service, and other public service workers schemes. These are the public sector schemes that government is mainly uh, a, a strong uh, employer. And that is where sometimes some of these delays will come from. So when we have complaints from them, then we will approach government and see how best we can uh, work through that.
4: Well, let's broaden the conversation here on the marketplace. I'm joined on Zoom by the pension analyst that we all love, Dr. Andrews. Thank you so much for joining us here on Marketplace. Now, what do you make of this whole development about the pension arrears and government's delaying clearing arrears?
9: Uh, thank you very much. Uh, from my experience, um, the pension arrears have um, actually um, worsened. Uh, it didn't used to be the case. Um, when we start, let's say 2017, 2018, 2019, we used to have about three months. You know, in areas uh, from from especially the public sector scheme, uh, which are the uh, the one that are related to government. Uh-huh. So, and that move on to around uh, ten months, you know, and then eight months. So it got worse especially at the end of 2022, you know, onwards. As we speak now, the last time uh, for most of the public sector scheme that we received contributions you know, uh, from government, uh, is uh, uh, November 2022, right? So you can see that from December 2022 up to now, um, the contribution hasn't come. Uh So out of that, most pensions board have to devise a way of how to, you know, find a way of paying their members. For example, paying them some uh, portions of the money, then when the last payment comes, they are paid the rest. So, the IRS has been quite, uh, what, pervasive, uh-huh. and, 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 and how do you call it, uh, has been consistent. So, you know, from where I sit and uh, teaching in class and others, we expect that, you know, uh, because the private pension scheme, for example, the tier twos, are uh, what we call the defined uh, contribution schemes, where they are investment driven, you know. When there are areas that are built from SARS schemes, it hurts the beneficiary uh-huh. because usually, to when government or uh, the public sector schemes are being paid arrears, they don't come out with the penalties. You know, for example, the three percent and all that. Yeah, they are charged, but you know, uh, usually the employer doesn't pay those amount of money. You know? so areas generally, especially are for the tier two, so I can say that. It's not the best it's not the best of things you know to have areas for scheme that we are seeing that their investment you know driven so oh. for me i can say that we need to improve upon it and the story around it was expecting that okay once the data exchange is finished there can be some room you know so there's some fiscal space so that uh, those areas can be cleared and then order but let's hope and see because the data exchange it's not completely ended yet, so we know that the domestic one has, you know, come some way. But the standard one, we know that there are still 15 problems, you know. So, I mean, most uh, public pensions, one, like mm. I said earlier, I mean, I have are, 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 are a particular challenge.
4: Yeah. Mm. So what do you suggest could be done to sustain the pension scheme? Because there's been concerns that for 10 years from now, it might be unsustainable.
9: Um, where I see it, I would say that in terms of sustainability, um, sustainability simply means that we are expecting that well, whatever we are doing now, we can continue to be doing it and probably do it better. Yes, for me, I can say that uh, most of the private pension schemes uh, are doing well, irrespective of the areas that are built, you know, and those areas when the employer usually coming from the public sector schemes are being paid. Yes, they are paid like two or three months, you know, and then the investments are done. Uh-huh. So uh, the other challenge, which I can say now, is the high interest rate that we find ourselves in the country. You know, so when you are having an investment such as pension scheme, that will pay you a bulk money at once, and you have in, uh, interest with that uh, inflation that are higher, it makes that most of the private pensions now having the challenge called uh, negative real returns. Okay, because if you look at let's take example, for example, uh, we know that the inflation rates for the last month was around forty percent, which it has even come down. Now take one year uh, treasury bill rate or the government of Ghana treasury bill for one year It's for thirty two percent. The uh, the three uh, the three months are around 28, 20 something. So. A pure theory will tell that if you take away the uh, the words the uh, inflation from it you get negative returns you know and uh, so real return is a challenge for people now so if we can be able to control the inflations you know which is a major challenge for people who have fixed income like that I think that the most returns that are done by the private sector around 20 above 20 you know it's quite uh, meaningful returns and uh, so once the economic fundamentals are controlled you know, their contributions comes You know, and then the MPI or the pension regulator, yes, is doing their work, like they said, doing the, how do you call it, the supervision work, ensuring that people stay, uh, you know, core. I expect that, yes, uh, sustainability will be good. Because so far, the private pension has done remarkably well. If you look at it, where it started from, and talking over 40 billion now, you can see that it's a very, very major contribution to our economy. So in the future, yeah, if macroeconomic fundamentals are, you know, uh, controlled, I believe that the private pension scheme one day in the future will be like most of these advanced countries, you know, as compared to our GDP. Because if you look at the group year on year, the way the private pension scheme is doing, I can tell it's doing remarkably. Apart from this, you know, challenge of, as I said, the macroeconomic and the areas and then, you know, other issues, if the regulator is able you know, to continue with these supervisions and uh, even the risk-based one that they are introducing now and ensuring that everybody stays the line. I believe that the future can only be bright for Ghana when it comes to private pension schemes.
4: Mm, thank you so much, pension analyst there, Andrews Ablobi. Now, tension is mounting on the tema oil refinery as the General Transport, Petroleum and Chemical Workers Union demands the immediate dissolution of the Board of Directors and this is due to incompetence and alleged corrupt deals. At a news conference this morning, union executives Sewa Duncan-Williams and Jojo Kumsin outlined the rationale and circumstances triggering the demand for the dissolution of the board.
6: The constant and continuous changing of the entity's name suggests that this entity He's trying to, at every point in time to hide all the dubious and scandalous issues behind it. He keeps changing its name. And now we have a new entity with the same people by name TEMA Energy and Processing Limited. Now what even strike?
0: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket?
6: Behind the blind side, or at the blind side of all workers, they have induced some Unicorv executive and their cause to form tall workers' charity trust. And then they have given them 15% of the shares, 20% of the shares of uh, Thermal Energy and Processing Limited. At the blind side of management and the entire workforce, we want this clear cut of on ethical and conflict of interest to be resolved by the appointing authority. We want management to take strict measures in averting all these issues and make sure that these individuals who have perpetrated this act are brought to book. Yes. Otherwise, as workers in the refinery and as executive, we can't guarantee their security and safety in the refinery. This is our simple call to the stakeholders that have been mandated to manage the refinery. Thank you. All right, so, madam, tell us uh, what time frame are you looking at uh, for the appointing authorities to effect the demand that you're With the
10: immediate effect. We want them. Within this week and next week, the ball shouldn't come here. We don't want them, especially the three names that has been mentioned, because Mr. Appentin is behind whatever is going on. It's not hearsay, it's something that we have witnessed. Because normally, personally, I don't like to say hearsay. We have witnessed his participation. On whatever is going on. Appenture should be off the board. He was part of the previous board. The question is, what did he achieve for the previous board when he was on it? Mrs. Grant was part of the previous board. What did she do? Nothing. We don't even know the reason why they became part of this board. We are asking the president and the minister to make sure that these people are off the board. We'll do as soon as possible. They don't have any business here because they are here for their personal interest. Their previous board, they didn't get anything. So they want to use this one to achieve something for their personal reason. That is not what we want. We want someone who has tall at heart. Someone who wants to run tall. If they are not ready... They should not be here. They are not ready. But is that not the reason why Torenko is coming? That's yeah. the reason why, because yeah, Mr. Be Pintin is hiding behind Torenko. Yeah. When you mention Torenko, you are referring to Michael Dacu. Who is Michael Dacu?
4: My colleague Carlos Coloni also spoke to the chairman of the Senior Staff Association, Bright Adongo.
8: I think this lens of law. I mean I don't want to spend time on these things. Uh, the issue is about myself has formed a company with uh, board. There is there's no truth in it. There is no truth in it. The fact of the matter is that this is the partner who decided that out of his own share. He will create a trust fund for poor workers. And it is his share. He can withdraw it. You understand. The essence of this trust fund was that they want workers to feel part of ownership. If you are part ownership to the company and there is something going wrong in the company, workers will volunteer information so that poor can be run and run efficiently. It is when it is run efficiently, whatever percentage is gotten, in, then 20% will go into the trust fund for every worker. So if you know that, if the company makes profit, it is then that you also get a trust fund which is yielding 20%, then
11: every worker will be vigilant. But their concern is that you've not included them in the deal, I mean the discussion, and even now, Torrensco is here to fully come on board. How come you have that trust fund set up? That's their concern. The
8: trust fund was set up by the partner. Their membership is on the board. So I don't know what they are talking about. There's no truth in that.
1: All right. So, uh,
11: uh, that was the uh, chairman of the Senior Staff Association of uh, the Therma Oil Refinery reacting to these concerns by the junior staff.
4: While well, the Ghana Stock Exchange placed 9th in dollar terms among 15 stock markets in Africa, and in September this year, in local currency term, the Accra Bears placed 4th. Here's more in this report.
3: The GNC recorded a 29.8% return in CD terms for investors in the third quarter of 2023. In dollar terms, it registered a 0.22% return for investors this is coming on the back of the international monetary fund program according to the data the non-banking stocks led the gains in the equity market. they include bopp total energies plc unilever and mtn ghana in all nine stocks recorded gains as compared to eight losers the biggest losers were enterprise ghana assets bank ghana and sic insurance Meanwhile, the market capitalization also shot up to 74.89 billion cedars from 70.24 billion cedars on June 30, 2023. The financial stock index, however, lost 17.57 in value in the first six months of 2023. This was primarily due to the domestic debt exchange program, which impacted their balance sheet.
4: Cybersecurity has become a critical area. As far as internet users are concerned, the digital landscape, as we know it, is constantly evolving just as cyber criminals devise new ways to target users. Today on our Let's Talk Tech segment, we discuss the biggest internet dangers you and your family need to watch out for. With us to discuss this, is lead for Eyes of Africa, Henry Kobler, Henry, thanks for joining us here on Marketplace. Now, what are some of the internet dangers that users fall prey to and how can they protect themselves against it?
11: Thank you very much. Um, so, quite um, a lot of times, I think that there have been a lot of complaints when it comes now to the internet's usages, uh, apart from the benefits that we sort of um, enjoy when it comes down to the internet. I mean, currently, you would realize that there's been quite a lot of um, issues when it comes down to identity theft. Um, quite a lot of people have sort of been looking um, and complaining about their their identity being used on the internet to perpetrate fraud. Um, quite a lot of data breaches have also been uh, a big problem in, in the industry. And we're looking at um, antiviruses, malwares. Antiviruses and malwares have actually just been a very normal phenomenon when it comes down to the internet, um, uh, usages. Um, we've had quite a lot of, um, issues when it comes down to phishing emails. I mean, I'm sure that quite a lot of people are beginning to see quite a lot of emails that are coming in, uh, from unauthorized sources or sources they are not sort of aware of and all of that. Fake websites have been a normal point when it comes down to the internet. Um, with, with the current scams that has been that has been coming on, I mean, from any parts, whether from mobile network parts or um, from, from normal music um, parties, I think that it's, it's actually been a big one. Uh, we've seen a high risk in terms of um, romance uh, scams. That has also been a big deal. I mean, quite a lot of people are having conversations with people in the name of romance, and that is sort of getting them into trouble. And I think that in Ghana, one of the biggest of them sort of is that we're looking at cyberbullying. Quite a lot of people are experiencing cyberbullying, I mean, in terms of their reputation, the, the right apps, blocks and all of those things coming in uh, against them. And so some of these dangers sort of are posing uh, a lot of uh, risk and reputational damages to individuals and to corporate organizations. And I think that there's, there's quite a lot of ways that we can look at uh, in terms of preventing some of these things.
4: Mm. Now, it raises the question, how strong is Ghana's cybersecurity system and also measures?
11: I mean, in terms of the cybersecurity, it's it's always a growing trend. You can never say that you're actually 100% um, up when it comes down to protection in terms of cybersecurity. Um, generally, we're, we're having some uh, lessons and protections, which is coming in from the government in terms of policies, uh, privacy policy, data protection policies, and all of those things, but I believe that when it comes down to cybersecurity, I mean, most of the important part depends on the individual that is sort of um, hanging onto the internet. I can assure you that almost about 80% of uh, users that are using uh, softwares, like in terms of operating systems or even antiviruses that are sitting on a lot of pieces in Ghana currently are sort of pirated softwares, and so if you're having a pirated software, which is which is running at the base of your computer, I mean, you can definitely uh, understand the risk that is involved. And then you sort of hang on to uh, quite a lot of these uh, unauthorized Wi-Fi's and free Wi-Fi's that have been provided all over. And so definitely hanging on to a Wi-Fi gives you the the uh, the higher risk of allowing remote access to your PCs, which gives away a lot of personal information. I mean, quite a lot of people think that they don't really have um, too much information to get, but you'll be surprised that uh, there's so much that can be gathered away from your PC, your emails, your conversations on WhatsApp and all of those those devices, basically just uh, just hanging on to an um, authorized Wi-Fi. Quite a lot of people don't even use stronger passwords when it comes down to their computers. And so, I mean, whenever you sort of using the same passwords all over your accounts, just at the breach of one password, you're actually hanging on to the risk of uh, just being exposed. Um, quite a lot of people don't also put in the, the required measures when it comes down to authentications. And so, um, I mean, quite apart from the uh, two-factor authentication methods and SMS uh, OTP methods, which are used to uh guard some of our our systems most of people don't really like to go through that stress of always authenticating their accounts before they, they actually allow uh some some access into most of these accounts and if you're looking at how we we sort of have a lot of banking apps floating on our uh, mobile applications. A lot of people don't like to put in that security measure and so the government can probably just put in all the policies and all of those things to make sure cyber security is on the higher. but mm-hmm. if we don't necessarily do that directly uh, and ensure that we ourselves are getting checked, uh, I think that we can always be at risk.
4: Thank you so much Henry Kobler, his lead for Eyes of Africa. And that's how we draw the curtains here on Marketplace. My name is Faustina. Safa, for more news, please log on to myjoinonline.com